Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Caravan of Garbage, where we're making our way through a series of movies. Mm -hmm, Well, it's mm -hmm. not a series. They're individual films. That's right. That failed on their own merit. Absolutely. But they have a vague thing in common, sort of. You know it when you see it. This is the you know it when you see it series. It's sort of old, and some of them really are old, and some of them only look old. Mm -hmm. Some of them, like, the concept is kind of old. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? All of them, though, you have to leave a like on. That is true. That is the law. That is the law. Yeah. My goodness, Mason. And I guess the law that links this movie to Dick Tracy... Is you also thought it was old. (laughs) You said to me, hey, let's do a bunch of stuff based on all the old stuff. Dick Tracy, the 30s, the Phantom, the 30s. The Rocketeer, that's probably from the 30s. And I said, James, you fool. (laughs) You absolute buffoon. That's right, I'm airing out a dirty laundry on this video. (laughs) And I said, James, that's probably from the 80s or something. That it is probably from the 80s. It is is exactly from the 80s, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to do a bit of backstory on The Rocketeer? Well, look, I mean, you are not entirely wrong in the... I mean, you were entirely wrong. I was being too merciful. Yeah, I was going to say, because you've already aired quite a lot of dirty laundry. Okay. Literally also. You've you've bought me your washing as penance. (laughs) That's true. But look, by sheer coincidence, there were a bunch of, like, Rocketman style... Yeah. Adventures sort of from the 40s and 50s. And Elton John. That's true. The King of the Rocketmen. Mm -hmm. Commando Cody, who's the... Rocket King of the Universe or something. Do you remember oh, that one? No. Right. Well, anyway. Because they... I'm not 100 years old, Mason. <laughs> Jesus. This guy. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Wow, that's 100-year-old man erasure. <laughs> that's a real kick in the guts to me, a 100-year-old man that looks really good for 100, but not good for whatever, however, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, so uh, a comic book writer and artist Dave Stevens was asked by the owners of the uh, publishing company Pacific Comics, mm-hmm. now defunct, yep. to do some backup stories in one of their main uh, comic books. and, I, and he They said, David, we need some backup <laughs> stories, David. 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 If, if you're not too busy, David. <laughs> we don't have time. We're busy driving this company to the ground. We're making 3D comics or something. Oh, yeah, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. To drive the company to the ground. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he came up with the concept of the Rocketeer, again, based on these kind of old Rocketman style serials. Yeah. And again, where I was going with this, to give you some credit, mm-hmm. even though you're wrong and you're a fool and a buffoon. Sure. Uh, this has the absolute exact flavour of that. Like, it feels very authentic. Definitely. You know what I mean? You're talking specifically the comic, but also, but the, also the, movie. the movie, right? What I think's incredible about this is the cast for one, okay? Mm. So often when we're watching like a period piece, we like to judge the casting or the characters by if they look like they could identify the specific portable music player 
that was popular at the time it was filmed. Absolutely. Does that make sense it to everybody? It absolutely does. You're watching, you're watching Amsterdam and you're looking at these actors and you're like, do they, do they know what an, like a, like an iPhone looks like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do any of these do they, people... Do they have a Spotify yeah. account? I bet they do. Do they, I mean? do they put out their best Spotify songs on Twitter every year? Mm. Is that what they're doing? That's exactly right. Okay, so James, uh, Christian Bale knows what an iPod looks like? I would say not in that movie and also not in real life. Yeah, right? Yeah. John David Washington. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He grew up with Denzel Washington. Yeah, He's yeah. Got, he had all the technology. Yeah. He probably had laser discs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? Margot Robbie? Kind of a chameleon, you know? Even mm. though she is Australian, mm. I get I get lost in the roles that she does. Yeah, So I'm right. going to say she can pull off that look. I think she knows what an iPod looks like and she had like one of those pink finished. You're Maybe thinking of Barbie. Barbie, Barbie, isn't it? Is literally colouring your mind. That's true. Anya Taylor Joy. I don't even know what she is. <laughs> Where's she from? Right? I don't That's know. That's the chameleon in this cast. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, looks like she plays all her music off wax cylinders to yeah, this very day. Absolutely. But what is it? Like haunting ghost noises or something? It's absolutely. I don't know. It's haunting ghost noises. It's like... Um, A creaking ship. Yeah, like nymphs. Uh, yep. Sirens. Like sirens singing their haunting song to yeah. get sailors to crash into a, into a reef or whatever. Unsettling laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Just doors closing in a weird way. <laughs> hey, send us your playlist. Daniel Taylor-Joy, send it to us. <laughs> and I feel like looking at this cast, even though a lot of them are very recognisable, is that... Nobody here knows what a Walkman is. No, it's absolutely the, it's not. It's the haircuts, it's the mustaches, yes. it's the aesthetic. Yeah. And, and you know, and again, and it's like it's Alan Arkin and, and Timothy <laughs> Dalton and Jennifer Connolly. Alan Arkin doesn't know what a Walkman looks like now. <laughs> well, I think he's dead. Well, he definitely doesn't now? Depends. Yeah. Depends what goes on in the afterlife. I mean, as far as I know, they have Walkmans in heaven. It's those yellow sports Walkmans. Oh, they would. Yeah, they would. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, this, this, is a, this, is a great, this is a great cast, I think. Yeah. And look, he's not really like a... Uh, he didn't become like a leading man in the way that a lot of, you know, guys from this era might have. But Cliff Saccord, as played by Billy Campbell, I think he does a really good job. Like initially they were going to go with some bigger names. But Joe Johnston, who I want to talk about as well, who directed this, you know, he wanted somebody who more embodies the part physically and mm. also in spirit. And the haircut, obviously. The haircut's really important. <laughs> Very important. It's When you take the helmet off, it has to reform into its correct shape immediately. That's you know right. I mean? And you might be like, well, just give him a buzz cut. Well, that's not... That that's not in the comic. Right? It's a, it's a f- floppy kind of, yeah. you know... He's a young man. He's a youngish man. Yeah, he's, he's going to the sock hop, probably. <laughs> he's going to the malt shop. Yep. He's going to a malt shop sock hop. That's right. You know? He's putting on a record. That's right. He's not putting on a headphone no. with a tape. He's not a- putting on one of those metal over-the-head headphones and they've got the soft, like the, <laughs> the foam. You know, I hate those. Yeah, yeah. He's not putting on one of those ones that's got the radio built in on the side. I hate those. Mm. Yeah. I still think they're cool. They're not cool. But yeah, I think the idea of putting Joe Johnston behind this, and if you don't know him, he he did a lot of special effect and design work on the original Star Wars. For example, he created the look of Boba Fett. Oh. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. He's got a rocket pack. He's got a rocket pack. He's got a rocket pack, everybody. He also directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He directed Jumanji. He directed a bunch of stuff in between. And then he directed Captain America, the first Avenger. Absolutely, that's right, yeah. Which yeah. in a lot of ways is just like, fuck it, I'm making the Rocketeer again. Right, do you think when he first nobody came, saw it, they won't yeah. know. Do you think when he first came on set for the Rocketeer, he was like, "Okay, so here's the deal with the Rocketeer. We've, we've done a sort of slight tweak of the costume and the rocket pack. Mm-mm. Looks incredible. Now we're going to give him five minutes of screen time, and then he's going to fly directly into a jet turbine and die. <laughs> you know, like Boba Fett did. Like Boba Fett did, yeah. But just 
I feel like the look of this movie and the casting is just perfect all around. Timothy Dalton mm-hmm. as this kind of evil Errol Flynn. Or I so guess, Errol Flynn. Yeah, Errol there Flynn. we go. Sorry, I jumped on that. But I just want to say this. Yes. Minus being a Nazi, even though Errol Flynn did have a real-life mate who turns out was a Nazi, ah. but he might not have known because he mm. was a spy. Okay, sure. But, just, yeah, terrible person. Don't get me wrong. He just might not have been a Nazi. Mm, terrible person. Openly. Yeah, terrible person, but apparently not terrible enough that we won't still claim him as an Australian. Yeah. So. Well, he was in that Robin Hood movie, you know? Oh, great point. We'll take it. But, yeah, he's just got this perfect level of charisma, but also slime to yep. him, Timothy Dalton. and The most sinister hairline you'll see in a movie. Absolutely. And just pulls off that tweed little yeah. thin moustache like no one else can. There's a moment where he's in front of the mirror and he's wearing, like, the Robin Hood-esque wig. Because mm-hmm. there's also a moment in this where he's just... It looks like he's just making the movie Robin Hood, Mm -hmm. like the one from the 30s. And he whips off the Robin Hood wig, and then he's just got the hairline and the face. And it's just (laughs) like, damn, this guy's killing it. Mm. I can see why he's James Bond sort of, I think, but a more sinister James Bond. You know, like James Bond if he was a sharpened pencil, but he was sharpened too much, you know? Mm. That's what he's like. Yeah. But, you know, other people turn up like... Paul Savino. Yes. Who, of course, was also in Dick Tracy. That's right. And also there's a guy with a really big face. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, look, I don't, have the, I don't have the actor's name here. I'll bring it up. You can look it up. But my goodness, just, just, just a classic goon. Yeah. Just a classic monstrous goon that you'll, you'll punch in the chest and you just won't feel it. You know, you wouldn't see a big goon bend a guy in half to death in a kid's movie these days. Absolutely you know what I mean? Yeah. He does it like twice in this movie. Absolutely does. Incredible. Uh, his name is Tiny Ron Taylor. Oh. Wow. Probably, his parents probably named him when he was a baby, when yeah, he was yeah. quite tiny. So. Maybe he was tiny and it's all camera trickery, you know? Maybe. And that's movies. <laughs> You're not wrong, that is movies. You just can't tell. It's, all, mm. it's movies are just basically just lying. I hope people know that. Mm. It's just lies. Oh, that says that he's just a bunch of cats taped together. <laughs> but I think also, like, some of the design elements of this, like the jetpack itself, mm. what a beautiful piece of machinery. Yeah, it has. It, it's had a... It had a pretty comprehensive redesign from the one in the comic books where it's yeah. more like just a big bullet, yeah. like a big squat bullet with a couple of kind of kind of UFO-style rings around mm-hmm. it. But I think this design works way better. Completely agree. Is that because I saw the movie before I read the comic books? Who knows? Maybe there are purists out there who are like, no, bring back the... I've, I've made an edit where I've put in the original rocket pack in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean I've, I've, I've cut it out of the comic book and I've stuck it on my TV and I'm moving around. Oh, so, so it's not like deep fake but for rocket packs. No. <laughs> and obviously the, the specific mechanics of it, they don't work. Like even if it is designed like they say it is where it does not overheat so it will not explode... Like, it would just burn your bum right up, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had one criticism, yeah. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't have a butt-covering plate. Yeah. Or some sort of, like they mentioned, it's sort of, you know, you, you, you mentioned it's sort of a double-walled system to prevent it from heating up too much. Some sort of double-walled, double-buttock cover. Yeah. Like some sort of steel buttock cup that you put on your buttocks. I mean, it, that wouldn't look cool. You'd have to build it under the pants, you know, or make it's it true. part of the, the equipment. Because yeah. the thing about this thing, though, is... It's so dangerous. Like, even within this movie Uh and the world, it's, like, the worst thing you could fly. Like, you couldn't pick a worse thing to just get around on. That's true. Even if you know what you're doing. (laughs) It's true. I mean, it looks spectacular. I think all the flying in this is, for the most part, there's some, you know, you can see some compositing, you know, uh going on. But I think they match the speed of the footage they shot with you know, the Rocketeer himself really well. Yeah. I think that that works for the most part. Also in this movie, like great production design, great costumes, just some beautiful 
death traps of planes out oh there. You know God. the the what's it called? The GB? The the first one. The first flies? one, yeah. the yellow one. It looks oh like my a God. shoe, Mason. Right? It looks more like a boat than a plane. Mm. What were they thinking with that? <laughs> and the moment where he crash lands it. And they smash the landing gear off. Yeah. Now, presumably that's all wired, like it's not a real plane stunt. I don't know. Looked like one. Yeah, but just really impressive stuff. I agree. Yeah. I also like in this how the Nazis who they're after. Wait, wait, wait. Stop there. Okay. You like how the Nazis. How they made a little cartoon. I know that is, that's undeniably pretty good. They're like, look, we're going to do some world domination, but we need to sell this. In secret, in secret. We need to sell this to the younger demographic, you know? But, you know, as a piece of, like, propaganda, and maybe they they sent it over to Timothy Dalton to be like, this will convince him. He's a man of acting. He can appreciate animation, no doubt. He's probably friends with Walt Disney, who maybe was also a Nazi sympathizer, maybe Mason. (laughs) Whoa, I hope I'm not saying anything too controversial that I'll get cancelled. I think you're not saying anything controversial enough. Okay. So, well, ramp, ramp it up. Ramp it up. We'll just cut out the bit where you said I thought the Nazis were cool or whatever <laughs> that was. Oh, now, now I've said it. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody make a fan cam out of that. <laughs> so you've got your, your Nazis. Mm-hmm. You've got your FBI. You've got your mob. They're oh, all I, after it. I have a note here. I saw in the credits uh, Terry O'Quinn was going to be in this. You know, Terry O'Quinn from Lost. And I'm like... That's exciting. Yeah, what Love do you mean guy. was going to be in it? He is in it. No, but I mean, it, I, I saw a note in the... Sorry, <laughs> I thought I'm, you meant you were going through the credits. You're like, wow. Oh, sorry, I'll start again. So I saw in the titles that Terry O'Quinn was going to be in this, mm. and I'm like, ooh, I'm so excited. And one of the, the scene starts, and an FBI guy's there, and I'm like, oh, it's Terry O'Quinn. And then another scene happens, and I'm like, wait, is that Terry O'Quinn? <laughs> and then Howard Hughes is like, oh, that's Terry... There's a lot of guys from back in the day who look like Terry O'Quinn, is all I'm saying. Do you have Terry O'Quinn facial blindness or something? Maybe I do. Do I look like Terry O'Quinn to you? I I mean, a little bit. I'm also. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. You got this. God damn it, son of a b- What the f*** is happening here? Or sales. Now I prefer the Don't you? And I'm sure you do too. Because that's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. That's online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Set up Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Nix, Cotton, Magnolia. So many. Now, you might be thinking, sure, but migrating all of this is going to be a headache. Well, Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your product, plus orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. And look, maybe you're something like me. You know, you're one of those, don't put me in a box, people. I'm always saying that to people. I'm saying, don't put me in this box. If you put me in this box, I'm just going to have to get out of the box. You're wasting your time. Put the box away. And thankfully, with Shopify, this will never be the case because you get to control your brand and business. All of that is always in your hands from your storefront look 
to your back office operations. Because look, have you ever been checking out from an online store and you got to pull out your credit card, you type in all the numbers and you're like, oh, which, oh, this card's expired. Oh, where's that other, where's my wallet? Oh, Well, the Shopify store, it actually remembers your shipping address and payment information. So if, say, you're on the couch or I'm on the couch, we're on different couches, and my wallet's like, I, I don't even know where my wallet is, but it's somewhere else. Then I don't even have to get up. I can just stay there. I love not getting up. So stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Insert cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day, and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. All right, okay, so we already know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. We all know that. We don't need to get into it. But there is something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now, maybe you're like me. You watch too much TV. People always say to you, James, you watch too much TV, you're ignoring your family. And maybe you get to the point where you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. But here's the thing, using ExpressVPN, I was able to take a look at a bunch of movies that are not available in my country. I changed my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and all of a sudden I could watch Dune, Top Gun Maverick, The Martian. Morbius. It was Morbin time, everyone. You see, ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries. So just think of all the Netflix libraries that you can go through. Do you love Korean dramas? Use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite off South Korean Netflix. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works on any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube... 
You name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the go or on a big screen. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows and movies, use our link right now, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet, where you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Oh, the smoke monster, Mason. Aye! Very good. Do you remember that from the TV show Lost? Not really. Where Terry O'Quinn turned into the smoke monster, or the smoke Did monster he? took his form or something. Did he? And then he had a big punch up with Jack in the last episode. Did he? Yeah, they had a big punch up. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. Who won the punch up? Who won the punch up? Yeah. I think the island probably. Huh. And the, I think it was not wasn't really about the punch up, it was more about like, the vibes and the feelings. <laughs> yeah, I and figured. Do you hold hands at the end? Do you go to heaven? Yes. Spoilers for Lost. <laughs> wow. But just seeing the Italian mob at the end. Just Tommy gunning Nazis. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Mason. That's the hell yeah. I mean, I guess there's something wrong with it in the sense that, you know, the Italians initially in the war, they did, you know, Mussolini did side with Hitler. But apparently the American mob, mm-hmm. they were like, no, thank you. Yeah. We don't like that. That's right. We're in America. We're in the US of A. That's right. We're good, honest American taxpayers now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But it does. I think the moment where it feels most Captain America is the finale where there's a big punch-up on an airship. Oh, my goodness. Yes, please. You know? Here's a fun fact about that, and I just want to be clear. We're not in trivia yet. Uh, <laughs> this is different. <laughs> this is just a thing that I'm saying. Mm. When model maker John Goodsman was building the model Zeppelin that was going to be blown up on camera, he repeatedly told the producers that they should build two, one for them and one for him he could take home. <laughs> I'm going to keep it new in box and it's going to retain its value. <laughs> Sell it on eBay later. (laughs) That was in case something went wrong with the first take. Mm -hmm. Now, the studio refused, saying they didn't have the money in the budget for a second model. But as he predicted, the first take didn't work, so the production had to pay for a second one anyway. Embarrassing. And then you've got to wait. Everybody's got to wait around on set. That's right. You know? It's got places to be. Exactly. You've got to be at that weird dog-shaped malt shop sock hop. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, man, I can't believe Timothy Dalton crashed into the Hollywood sign, though. That seems like something he would have wanted, maybe. Oh, that character, like, that's yeah, how maybe. we would want to go. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he probably wanted to go with, like, surrounded by his Nazi peers as the okay, king of the Nazis. Right. I think and they're, like, probably... hoisting him up on a yeah, chair. Yeah, I don't think he probably would want to have died, you know, exploding with a, with a faulty rocket pack on his back and then he crashes in the Hollywood sign. I don't think that Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. If you ever interview Timothy Dalton, mm. if you could just ask, what was your character thinking as he was crashing into the Hollywood land sign? Was it Hazar? <laughs> or the German equivalent of Hazar? Yeah. Mm. Which is probably the, you know, yeah. the salute. Mm. Final note that I've got, before okay. we will do some trivia, yeah. is that, oh my God, that's Jan from The Office. She's singing in the lounge. Is it? That's Jan from oh, The Office. yeah. She's got a name. Here it is. It's on the screen. <laughs> Still says Jan from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Soul Man. I don't know if you recall. Oh, the, yeah. the one where, yeah. what's that guy's name again? C. Thomas Howell? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. You're seeing it now, this one. If you don't no, go- don't put it. No, don't put it in. No, <laughs> no it's this one. Oh. People need to know. This is history. Not good, no. but it happened. He doesn't even look black. He looks grey. <laughs> He's grey. What happened there? I don't know. Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Maybe it looked black on set. Maybe it did. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's time for the trivia tier. This is the trivia section of the show, as threatened. So here are some names that were considered for the lead role. 
Kevin Costner, Matthew Modine, Emilio Estevez, Bill Paxton, Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin. Hold on to that thought for next oh. week. Robin Williams, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Ron Perlman, Michael J. Fox, Tom Hanks, Richard Marks apparently turned it down, he claims. <laughs> the singer. Yep. Huh. That's what he said. Wow. Yeah. And to answer your question as to uh, which of those men uh, could look like they could recognize a Walkman, mm-hmm. yes, yes, no, 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 yes, no, yes. <laughs> Very no? Good. Yeah. So apparently Johnny Depp, though, was Disney's favorite choice. Uh, you know, which sucks for him, I guess, that he didn't get this, but he did go on, as we know, to play a very big and famous Disney role, the Lone Ranger. Mason. Oh, no, we don't have to do the Lone Ranger. <laughs> no, we? Mason. Mm, we're not, not doing. Though. There's too many things in that that I just don't want to talk about, okay. okay? I had that thought. I'm like, the Lone Ranger. And the other day, I'm like, Condor Man? Do we cover Condor Man? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know it when you see it. Yeah. And I don't know if I see it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. There's too many gadgets in his car. I think we might do like, I don't know whether this is staying in, but like a, a Disney attempt to start a Pirates-esque franchise. Oh, so it would be like the Lone Ranger. It would be Prince of Persia. It would John be Carter of Mars. John Carter of Mars. It would be Nicolas Cage is a sorcerer and Jay Baruchel also wants to be a sorcerer. I thought I was just a normal guy. That's Jay Baruchel. No, you're a sorcerer. Oh, but I don't want to be a sorcerer. Well, you, well this is a sorcerer movie. So okay. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Mm. This is actually James Horner's Disney music debut. Uh, James Horner has passed, of course, but you might know his music from Braveheart, Titanic, Avatar. He's a big. He was a big name. Great score in this. Yeah, from the pulp stories of their era. So in the comic book, Mason, the original inventor of the rocket pack was 30s pulp novel hero Doc Savage, the Man of Bronze. What, why bronze? What's that? He just looks quite bronze. Oh, it's not like I've the strength of bronze? I'm as impenetrable. Oh, literally. Okay. Yeah. I'm as impenetrable as bronze, whatever that is. He's like Ozymandias. You know, the, like he's the okay. smartest guy in the world, but he's also the toughest guy. And, you know, he's always... He can catch a bullet, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He did a movie. I don't think it's good. Doc Savage. Yeah. They almost certainly did. Yeah. Know it when we see it, we'll but we see. haven't. However, because of licensing considerations, probably that movie, Mason, mm-hmm. Disney did not seek permission from Condnast, the copyright holder of Doc Savage, and opted to substitute him for Howard Hughes, real life there you go. guy mm-hmm. who went all sorts of crazy all at once. Mm-hmm. He did it all. Mm. He ran the gamut. Yeah. I'll design this rocket pack and I won't even have it cover somebody's butt. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> In the original graphic novel, Cliff Saccord's girlfriend is named Betty Page, not Jenny Blake. Now, the reason for this is because Dan Stevens actually... Dave Stevens. Sorry. It's because Dan Stevens... Dave Stevens. It's because... <laughs> Why is his name not Dan Stevens? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it was taken by Dan Stevens. Yeah. So Dave Stevens, who created the comic, he based the character Betty Page upon his real-life girlfriend, 1950s pin-up girl, Betty Page, but she would not allow her name to be used in the film. Yeah. So that's why it was changed. Mm. It must be a bit of rocketryvia, if that's what I called it. In the South Sea Club, Neville Sinclair, a Nazi, greets Clark Gable. I don't know if you remember. I do. Yeah. Now, Clark Gable, it makes sense that he would be there because, you know, he is from this era but a little-known fact about Clark Gable was that Adolf Hitler was, like, his biggest fan. Oh, no. Right. And so during World War II, Hitler actually offered a sizable reward to anybody who could capture Clark Gable, <laughs> presumably to get him to perform, like, Tropic Thunder style. Because, yeah, sure. Because he was serving as an aerial gunner at the time. So apparently 
quite a bit of resources went into wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Now that's like that time they found one of Osama bin Laden's hard drive and it was filled with anime. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. What a weeb. But in terms of sequels, Disney at the time were looking for their version of Indiana Jones, right? And they eventually found it in Indiana Jones. Love that. And now it's Love over. Love that for them. Yeah, now it's over. It's the year finished. is done. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So they were like, let's do a trilogy. But obviously the first one didn't do too well. On a budget of 30 to $40 million in the US alone, it made $46.7 million. Okay, It was sure. a bit of a flop, Mason. Mm. Uh, but of course it has had a bit of a cult following and that has led to a number of rumours and steps towards a remake or a sequel. There was going to be one based around the Tuskegee Airmen, is that That's right? That's correct, yeah. So first in 2016, there was a movie called The Rocketeers where Cliff Saccord goes missing and a second female rocketeer takes over and the kind of, it's about the search for him. Is that The Force Awakens? Yes. Yes, I was gonna say is also is that was the costume gonna be exactly the same except the helmet had a little pink bow on the top to indicate that it was Absolutely a girl. Absolutely it was, yes. Ms. Rocketeer. Yeah. I know people would say the Rocketeer goes woke, what are they doing to the Rocketeer? Oh, a yeah. movie that famously bombed and nobody is saw. Yeah, right. They're ruining the legacy of the Rocketeer. Anyway, that one didn't happen. In August of twenty twenty one though, the title The Return of the Rocketeer was announced. This is when Disney Plus were just like Everybody gets everything, all right? We're doing a Willow series. Yeah, right. We're doing a Spiderwick Chronicle series. We're just we're just we're, we're just we're just rocketing <laughs> into the stratosphere we will never come down ever. That's right. So the plot would have focused on a former Tuskegee Airman who inherits the rocket pack uniform, which would potentially start David Oyelowo. Now, J.D. Dillard, who made the movie Devotion, was slated to direct, but he decided to take a breather from that kind of period in aviation because you know he spent a lot of time doing that movie that nobody saw. Also, James, did you know that on Disney Plus there is 22 episodes of a yep. what looks to be a 3D animated series from 2019, sort of, sort of yep. Paw Patrol yep. style, just called The Rocketeer. Yep, and it's it's a girl rocketeer. Yep. So go. this series was for kids, mm -hmm. obviously. Yes. Uh, Billy Campbell actually returns to voice Cliff Saccord. Oh, and it's his son Kit who takes on the mantle. I see. Of Little Rocketeer. There you go. But he's also just called The Rocketeer. Where's his Where's his wife? What happened to her? She in? She died. Oh, man. She crashed into the Hollywood side. Oh, no. Yeah. She liked the Nazi guy. Oh, no. That was the twist, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a a prequel comic. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. It's called the Cock Blocketeer. Is <laughs> what it is? That's what it's called. I have. I need to let you know, James, that that was the first note I wrote for this uh, for this uh, movie, having not so, having not rewatched the movie yet, and I just needed to find a way to shoehorn it in there. It's the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking there's a scene where like there's a scene in the in the in they're the, in the restaurant. They're in the restaurant, and then one of the guys is like, "Oh, Cliff, you 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 crashed your plane," blah blah blah, and then and then then Jenny gets real mad at him, and oh. I'm like, "Oh, that oh, that guy's the cock blocketeer." Yeah. That, that would be it. I was talking about a different scene in the restaurant where he's coming over and he's the waiter and he's like, I'm spilling stuff. Oh, perfect. Then I'm he, the cock blocketeer. Then he would also be the cock blocketeer. I love this Yes. Yes, we both did one and that's important. <laughs> and some would say neither of them really worked, so cut them out, but we're going to leave both in. <laughs> There'll be a poll below. Yeah. You which, can choose. Which... I'm happy with both of them. Yeah, it's a win-win for me. Yeah. Anyways. Come back next week because we're going to be talking about Alec Baldwin's The Shadow. You know it when you see it, you know? Mm. And I haven't seen that in, I don't know. And if Alec Baldwin sees his shadow, mm. that means another six weeks of winter. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Yeah. I remember it being, I remember being quite entertained by it. Mm. Mm. You might just be remembering the knife, the cranky oh, yeah, little the knife. Yeah, the cranky little knife. It's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs>
<laughs> I also read the novelization. Oh wow. Which is filled with all the extended the shadow lore that they chopped out in like the Oh the, wow. the the movie and whatever because it's too annoying and complicated. I bet that is annoying and complicated yeah. to read. Yeah. Mm. But if you do want to see that early, you can. That's right. It's optional, but if you head to bigsandwich.co these videos always go up there early, but it's not the only thing there. We do movie commentaries. Famously, recently, we did The Flash. We talked Famously. about The Flash. My God. Talking about, talk about movies, you know? Oh, talk yeah. Talk about movies. Oh, yeah. We do bonus podcasts. We do movie commentaries. Our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows, that comes out there a day early on Sunday as opposed to Monday if you do want to check it out. That's right. Uh, but, you know, if you, you don't have to do any of that. Just yeah. thank you for, for watching this. Final thoughts? You love it? Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it, was, it too. It's a throwback because it was made in like the 90s. Yeah, yeah. But it's also a throwback from the era. It's a double throwback. It's a double throwback. And it, look, it, some of it was a little clunky. You're right. Some of the effects don't really hold up anymore. Yeah. But I think overall, characters were good. Mm-hmm. You know. It's brisk. Act, brisk action was solid. It is very brisk. It's that... Just wonderful time where you could just punch a Fed and he would punch you back and it's no big deal. You yeah, know? That's right. Just yeah. a great just a great era. I wish I could go back to it, you know? <laughs> wonderful. That's it. All right, thanks everybody for watching. Oh, also it was better than Dick Tracy because stuff actually happened. Oh my god, one hundred percent it was better than Dick Tracy. Mm. Yeah. Not a joke, just facts. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I was gonna say I don't like it, but it's true, and I do like it actually. <laughs> Anyways, thanks to Ben and Lawrence for the edit. We'll see you in the next one. Grab that jammy, guys. We'll see you real soon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.